Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. They turned down what would have been a 60 grand a year job in engineering to literally blow all my money traveling the world and surf and shoot and make money and blow it all again and just do all that. So, and I'm happy doing it. Um, and that's all that really matters to me. I don't care if I make a million bucks. When you're doing what you truly love to do, it gives you a great feeling of freedom. A freedom that allows Christian McLeod to travel the world and go wherever his camera takes him. I'm Matt Bowen. This is Phototypes. Oh my god. Oh my god. It's Matt freaking Bowen. Christian McLeod never wanted to be a photographer, but he knew that he also didn't want to be an engineer. You could say he's a traveller at heart, a free spirit, just like his inspiration, the ocean, and he takes his camera along for the ride. He just happens to have made a pretty good living out of it so far. I started off this episode of Phototypes by asking Christian to explain his style of photography. I'm an ocean adventure and lifestyle photographer. I originally studied engineering in college. And it was just something I liked. I love maths and the logical side of things. And I've always been semi-creative and doing music and whatever. But when I hit second year of college, I was getting a little bored. I was doing like my work in class and then had nothing to do afterwards. And then picked up a camera that was lying in my room. And I thought, oh, this is kind of cool. Just messing around with it. It was an old film camera that my mom gave me ages ago. And yeah, I just started shooting with that, shooting friends. Uh, shooting like absolute rubbish. I was shooting like staircases and windowsills and stuff. It was pointless. But um, yeah, it just I was interested in how it worked and the mechanics behind it and how you can do different things with, with photographs. And yeah, it just kind of scaled from there because I always surf. Well, I didn't always surf, but I was surfing a lot at the time and brought it to the beach. And Cool. Right. We'll uh, expand on that a little bit more later. But let's start off with uh, your location right now. Look around yourself and uh, tell us where you are physically. Physically, I am in my hometown, if you want to call it. I'm originally from the U.S. in Montana, but I've lived in Sligo for over 15 years, so this is technically my hometown now. <laughs> I'm in a friend's internet cafe upstairs. That's exactly where I am. Let's rewind then a little bit. And you said that you grew up in the U.S. How long were you in the U.S. for? So I was born in the U.S. at the age of zero. <laughs> and I, uh, I lived there until I was seven. And my parents split when I was young. And... Things got difficult, things moved, but I was there till I was eight and my mom was from Ireland, so uh, it was just easier to move back to Ireland and um, more financial stability and all that jazz. So yeah, I've been here since. Always in Sligo? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, in the city center or town center. Um, and then about 10 miles out where there's more countryside and yeah, more waves. <laughs> yeah. So what's it like uh, in Sligo for those people who don't know it? What sort of a place is it? 
It's pretty cool. It's kind of halfway between a town and a city. It's verging on city, I think, with whatever you need to tick off to become a city. But um, the culture is pretty cool. The, all the people are really nice, and they're more than welcoming and, and show you around, especially if you're a tourist. Um, can't pick a better place to go to. The scenery is amazing as well, from the from the mountains, like tabletop mountains, like Ben Bulben, to... Nakanare, which runs right into the ocean, and there's really good waves at the bottom. So, cool. plenty of stuff going on here. Your photography journey, then, you started taking pictures while you were surfing? Uh, yeah, so I started when I was 15. I went to visit my dad, and he lives in Hawaii. And before then, I had never even heard of a surfboard. I didn't even know what surfing was. And when I got there, it was like, you have to try surfing when you're in Hawaii. So, uh, my dad's friend gave me a surfboard to use, and he ended up giving it to me. It was like this 1980s fish surfboard. I was so happy. Um, went surfing, came back to Ireland, tried surfing in like a summer wetsuit, but it was February. And I, I pretty much froze off, got frostbitten all of my extremities, every single one of them. And um, yeah, started surfing. I was hooked on it, kept surfing, kept surfing, kept surfing. And then when I hit college, I was still surfing, but obviously time uh, with college was taking up some of that during the day, and I picked up a camera, and then whenever I was going to go surfing, my camera was there. So I started taking photos of my friends surfing, and um, the lifestyle around it, from the waves to the landscapes to the, um, the general lifestyle, how it's really cold, but always worth it. You have those early mornings, and yeah, it, re- it kind of pushed the photography end of things better than if I had gone out purposely to shoot something. Yeah. Was there anything in particular about the surfing that you thought this is going to make good photography or did you take your camera along and it evolved that way and you thought, actually, these pictures are really great? Uh, actually, I didn't really think of it in, um, in I suppose, anyway. I was just taking photos because I thought, oh, I, lo- I loved the idea of photos and how they work. So I would just take photos and I was like throwing them into little folders and just give them to my friends. You know, it wasn't for any intention or any purpose of building a photography business or anything like that. And I actually still don't think my work's that great. So I'm trying to uh, just work on that and see how I can make it better. And even back then when um, I was taking photos of my friends, a few of the guys said, you should just send this to this small Irish magazine, Taunt It. I was like, ah, it's fine. And my friend took it and sent it in and like two weeks later he came up to my house and he just like handed me this double page spread of this photo that I took and uh, I was like that's my photo that's crazy and it was like a t- like tiny magazine but I was so stoked I was like that's rad and he goes yeah and here's your check as well <laughs> it's wow. like 50 euro I was like yes 50 euro um, yeah so I just started sending it to the guys at the Irish mag and then started spreading it was over into the UK and then it started going wider started going to the US and Australia and Asia and yeah things just got bigger and bigger yeah so you never thought of photography as a career at that point oh no no way uh, still don't <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah it's just cool taking photos of the adventures that go on because um, so many of my friends just like go on missions like every weekend or whenever they can if they see waves like I know for a fact two of my friends are out right now at Mullockmore paddling like 20 foot waves um, and now I have to do like a couple things in town so I'm just bypassing today's adventure okay so when did you start thinking 
that photography could perhaps you know if you don't think of it as a career perhaps give you enough money to be able to do what you want to do and, and travel wherever you want to go I think it was third year of college so I was doing a four-year mechanical engineering degree and I was in third year and it, the work was starting to get a little more hectic like lots of uh, thesis work and just more information was being thrown around and I was getting less time with my photography uh, because by then I was like really hooked into it it was like a year in by the end of fourth year I uh, I realized I was applying for engineering jobs and I was getting a few interviews and I thought about it and one day I don't know why it just clicked into my head it was like February 18th I remember the date and uh, it just said do it. I really want to sit down and sit nine to five in an office and only look forward to my weekends when I can look forward to every day <laughs> so yeah I um, I kind of live off that still uh, I want to get out as much as I can and, and shoot and travel and if it means I'm like in the bus and the plane in the car for so many hours a day but I'm getting to like an end goal uh, I can easily do that I'll do my work in the car I'll do my work in the plane I like the emails and all the, the marketing side of things but it's more about the lifestyle I want to choose rather than did I see photography as a business that I could obtain or achieve with but did you find yourself going to those interviews for the engineering thing kind of hoping that you didn't get the job <laughs> No, there there was like, uh, I think I had like three interviews and I got one and yeah, I liked it. I liked the whole mathematical side of things and I still do. Uh, a lot of like my photos and the way I approach things is very um, systematical or just general logic rather than just super all over the place. Um, saying that when I had those interviews, uh, by the end of them I was like, oh, I think I did good, but then like the day later, I was thinking, oh, what if I do get it? Do I really want to go down to like Dublin City and be away from the coast and the mountains and sit there all day wishing I was somewhere else? <laughs> was there a particular turning point or a particular gig that you got that thought, yeah, this is actually going to work? Or have you just kind of, did you keep shooting and things just progressed from there and got bigger and bigger? I think it was like two years ago. So it was in my third year of college. I went on a trip with a company called Benthic, and they make uh, clothing, just standard uh, wool clothing, kind of outdoor weather, hardcore clothing. And they said, hey, listen, we want to do a trip to the Hebrides. And I was like, oh, cool. Um, when do you want to fly over? And they were like, oh, no, we want to sail. I was like, oh, uh, okay, who sails? He was like, I'm a sailor, and I've like sailed all around the world. I'm like, okay, who's who's in the game? And Barry Mottershead, uh, Stephen Kilfeather, Paul O'Kane, um, Shane Meehan, a couple other guys. And they're all Irish and they were all traveling around uh, doing their own thing. But this really brought in a different side of the adventure for me because I was always doing things at home in Ireland. And it would be just a drive to the coast, maybe a small hike, but nothing major. And this turned out to be like a two-day sail uh, through like a crazy treacherous country. Uh, channel called the Cory Vrecken between Scotland and the Hebrides and we like sailed by like 30 foot wide whirlpools there was like 8 foot 10 foot waves bashing the, the sailboat um, I saw like dolphins gliding beside our sailboat on the way back at night hitting the water and like phosphorescent plankton glowing everywhere it was insane so from like that trip I was like I want to do this more I want to do this exact sort of thing 
So I started like building projects with companies like Passenger Clothing in the UK. Um, I'm building some projects for next year, and yeah, that that was like the uh, the big turning point. That trip, um, I did it completely for free. I even put money in it because I wanted to do it so bad. And yeah, it turned out great. I think it's published pretty much worldwide from Asia to Europe and everywhere in between. So, how did those yeah, guys was, find you? Did did you go to them or did they come to you? Uh, I had a gallery in a, a film festival called Shore Shots Film Festival. It was in the Lighthouse Theater in Dublin, and they just spotted me. They were a sponsor of the event, and they asked me if I wanted to be an ambassador. And I started talking to them, and it eventually led to that project, and things grew pretty quickly. Um, and at that point, I was picking up quite a few sponsors. Like companies were approaching me, um, like F Stop Gear and Nizu and Zeal Optics and O'Neill, all these different companies. So uh, that helped a lot as well. People might fall into the danger of kind of shooting things for likes on Instagram and Facebook, <laughs> um, and you can't try and please everybody, can you? No, and the way I see it is if, like, let's say I post a photo and I say a stupid comment like, uh, I had a, the, I had the meatiest pizza last night or something, just something <laughs> completely random, I'll lose, like, 20 followers, and they're all, all people who just hate stupid comments like that. And that's completely fine because I'm losing followers that aren't, aren't the same as the way I think, you know? Uh, I'm not out there to get everybody like me. You'll never please everybody in any way. Like you can only please so many people. And um, yeah, I guess if they if they don't like it, then you just uh, lost a follower and gained a higher interaction. So well, if you want to consider it that way, if you start shooting things that you don't like shooting, it all it just inevitably affects what you do love shooting. And if you put yourself in that like mood of taking photos of what you don't like and you come back home and you, you upload your photos and you're like oh yeah I don't know about that one or I don't know and you're always like almost putting yourself down every time and then when you go to shoot your other stuff it influences that entirely so the more you can shoot what you love and follow what you love the the, like, the entirety of your photography will get better um, so that's what I recommend first and foremost just shoot what you love and ditch everything else. Um, then the other thing is, yeah, just put it out there for people to see once you feel comfortable with it. Even if you're not entirely comfortable with it, it's a good thing to just share it, and it's good to get feedback from everybody. Don't be afraid to ask for feedback. Don't be afraid to like say hi to people and ask them, how did you do that, or what did you do for this, or um, you know, give any tips here, or whatever. Yeah, I think that's like, biggest thing you can do once you start spreading out and people start following you interact with the people who are following you like if they say amazing photo say thank you don't be afraid to say thanks if they think it's amazing then at least you're not doing something completely worthless <laughs> yeah good advice so what what's your projects that you're working on right now see i have a bunch of projects that i'm working on currently and they run and stretch till the end of next year because the projects that i run aren't like hey let's take a quick weekend trip up here and take some photos it's more like i want to plan a month of like going to the serengeti or i want to go to australia for a month and do the entire west coast and the entire east coast like that's the kind of stuff i want to do um so a lot of the projects that are going on right now, um, I'm going to Iran 
in a couple of weeks um, documenting the injection of surfing into the culture there. Um, it's kind of a sensitive topic because there's a lot of oppression of women there and they can't necessarily do all the sports that maybe they would like to do uh, but are not allowed to do. And in this case, surfing has been injected there and shown to the culture and shown to the people and particularly the women because it was a woman that brought it over and the women were surfing, girls were surfing and there was boys walking along the beach and they would like look out and they would say, hey, what is that? And they go, that's surfing. Oh, cool. Can boys do it too? <laughs> and oh, it's just, it's one of the coolest things that are coolest projects that I have the pleasure of being involved with. So trying to um, finish up the, the last logistical pieces of, of that project and then head over for two weeks. And uh, we're going to create a book and there's going to be some articles and maybe a short film as well. Do these projects, are these things that you set up or things that um, companies help you to set up or is it a bit of both? This one is with a company called Waves of Freedom. They're a non-profit organization. And yeah, they they just share. They're almost they're almost like a charity, but they're not. Um, in this case, they, they had this idea and they approached me and I'm being involved with that. And I've helped with some of the logistic sides and helped with uh, some of the sponsoring sides in order to make it possible. Um, but yeah, in the majority of things, I tend to build projects or ideas. Like that's uh, what I'm good at. I come up with cool uh, adventures and, and trips. Like hopefully next year, between March and July, I'll be doing an, um, a trip from California to Alaska, uh, potentially hitting all of the national parks and, and moving my way in and out and doing some extra uh, projects in that project. So that, that's something that... Um, I've been doing a lot with a company called Simply Adventure, working a lot with them and um, having good, strong influence, but working with large brands in order to make it possible. All the times when you'll um, plan a trip and you just say to some companies, I'm going to take a bunch of photos on this trip. Why don't I send you some and, and you see what you think? Um, yeah, I suppose with the um, the first projects that I did, I, I kind of did that. I was like, I'm, I'm doing this trip anyway. Um, it would be cool if you're involved, but if you're not too sure about it, I'll, I'll just show you the photos after and maybe we can work on a project in the future. And it turns out most of the companies that I've said that to really want to be involved in future projects. And, um, you know, especially the, the brands that have picked me up um, under sponsorship or ambassadorship, uh, like Goal Zero and Peak Design, on the standpoint that brands come up with projects themselves also, um, I can help with that. And, I generally have quite a large Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Put when it comes to projects. Excellent. Okay, let's move on to um, find out what inspires you or your work. What makes you, uh, what makes you do what you do? That's a good question. Since I moved from the U.S. and lived in Ireland, I've always been used to moving around. Uh, I don't know if it's like a just a personality trait in me now since I've been younger. Uh, but yeah, I just want to travel and I get really um, itchy feet if I sit in one yeah. place for too long. So I want to move around a lot and, and that naturally influenced my choice or um, my falling into this genre of photography. The ocean inspires me a lot because I've always spent time in it. Um, but even before I was surfing, I was a lifeguard and did a lot of swimming in the pool and the water and everything influenced me there because I, I shoot in the water. I do free diving now. And yeah, I just, it's something that's always been there. So it's hard for it not to influence you. Uh, same with my family, like my mom, especially. Um, she's influenced me, whether it's like life decisions or, um, yeah, I guess <laughs> directions of lifestyle or whatever it is. She just encouraged to follow what I love. So that, that heavily influences my work also. Yeah. When you said to her that you didn't want to uh, be an engineer and you were going to follow the photography path, was she super supportive of that? Initially, when I first chose engineering as a degree, um, I wasn't too sure, but I, I did really like maths and she encouraged me to go to college and, and see what it's like. And if I like it, keep going. If I don't figure out what I do like. So I did that, and then I was in, obviously, third year, and I could kind of see myself doing photography more. And uh, I was like, I'll just finish out my degree, and we'll see what happens. And in this case, I, I went into photography, and she was, yeah, supportive. Uh, that's all I can say. <laughs> Have you um, ever had any official training in photography or, or self-taught completely? Uh, entirely self-taught, yeah. yeah. I was into the mechanics, like I said, and figuring out how things work, like all the the finer details like your ISO and your shutter speed etc um, how they inf like they affect each other and affect the photograph so yeah I, I don't know I just did a lot of research I uh, read a couple books um, found a lot online it's hard not to learn online now so yeah. I did that and then started talking with other photographers getting tips and tricks if you want to call it yeah any particular of those uh, photographers you spoke to were they a particular influence in in your work or have you did you quickly establish your own style uh i was just shooting and i didn't really follow too many photographers uh work or portfolio or anything like that uh, kept shooting and then as i got on instagram there was like a million photographers or in this case like 91 million photographers <laughs> or something on instagram um that i could take influence from so i was just uh following their journeys and I, yeah it's impossible not to be influenced um there's a thing where you are the average of the five people you surround yourself with yeah and that applies to your artwork as well if you have five photographers that you hang around with your photography is going to be the summation of all those and i guess the the one thing to push yourself aside from the rest is what do you lack so what do you lack compared to another photographer? Like, oh, that photographer takes amazing portraits, but um, he takes everything so good, like his landscapes, his portraits. But I can never quite get 
that like mystical feel. Maybe mine's too realistic. And maybe that's something you need to push out in your work that your photos are more realistic and they're not so mystical and like unknowing or anything like that. Whatever you're lacking in is what you need to emphasize. So that's what I've kind of done. I've just tried to follow that. Sometimes it's really hard to um to acknowledge it or to actually spot it, but yeah, that's what I've tried to follow. Yeah, you've mentioned a little bit earlier, very briefly, that um you want your work to get better. You still don't think it, it's that great. Is that something that um, I think that's something creatives go through a lot, isn't it? Yeah, I don't think I'll probably ever be happy with my work. It's kind of, I think that's the same for a lot of people. But um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, as long as I get to keep shooting, I'm happy. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think you're doing a pretty good job right now. <laughs> How much influence does social media have on? the way that you shoot now like everything that um that i experience and the same with anybody anything you experience whether it's uh human interaction whether it's like a an image or something visual or maybe it's like a feeling maybe it's anything else um maybe it could be audio could be anything around you that all influences your work when i'm shooting i guess it i don't think what other people would do in this situation. I don't think like, oh, how would they shoot this? Or, hey, maybe I should shoot it like that other photograph I saw. It's just already in my head, I guess. So anything that I've seen is just influencing me. Um, maybe I need to look more at like abstract art and screw up my mentality and I'll start taking better photographs or something. Since things like Instagram, the amount of images that you see is just completely changed, hasn't it? And mm you can't help but avoid them if you're on those platforms so you're going to be influenced by by whatever you see surely yeah i guess uh you you could take like the standard kayak shot so like someone who had high influence took a photo of a kayak straightforward centered crop everything and posted it and then like a thousand more people posted and maybe a hundred people out of from each of those posts those thousand posts saw it like a hundred thousand and you've no billion more people saw it and then the more you see it the more it's in your head so whenever you're in a kayak next you're probably going to think oh i'll just take a photo exactly the same and maybe it's not because you think it's the best but it's it's like the availability bias where things automatically come into your head or what's the easiest thing that's available for you to remember and that's what you take you you're like oh it must be good because I remembered it or it must be good because it's following everyone else yeah. billion biases that you can have uh, it's very hard to be unique anymore what excites you I mean we've touched on quite a lot of that but is there anything in particular that excites you and makes you get out of bed to go and do your work yes the so when I'm at home in Ireland it's like a holiday for me um, when I'm away it's like work holiday, but it's it's like fun and it's outdoors and adventurous and I'm always on my feet. So trips like sailing, like I, I want to create some projects where I'm sailing, free diving and surfing. And it could be anywhere in the world. It doesn't really matter to me. But um, free diving is really exciting me recently. Um, I went to Iceland and did free diving in the Silfra, which is uh, a crack between two continental plates. I think it's the Eurasian plate and the North American plate. And you can dive, and it's like minus one degree 
fresh water and it's so cold and I got out my hands were like, like I swear burning off my hands and um, my mate Andy Best another guy on Instagram was there and he chucked me a hand warmer and it wasn't even cracked yet and it was burning my hands so I had to let go I couldn't do it it was too cold and even though it was so painful for about 40 minutes 50 minutes I was like convulsing from, from the freezing cold um, I would easily go back and do it again yeah that that's the kind of stuff I really like you're in the middle of a project or you're just out for fun and you have that like few moments of pain but it's worth it and you don't realize it right then but later on you're like damn I was I was really good I'm glad I did that so those are the projects I want to do where uh, there's like free diving surfing traveling hiking and um, yeah just spreading the adventure getting other people to get outside that's what I want to do yeah, what scares you then? Oh, that scares me. Had any near-death experiences on any of these uh, crazy dives into minus-degree water? Mm, no. There was one time at uh, Aliens. It's a wave in the southwest. Yeah, southwest of Ireland. And uh, I think it was like 15 foot, 20 foot, something like that. And I was swimming in the water. And there's a bunch of guys out, and it was a beautiful day. And my mate caught this wave, so shooting it, shooting it, and went punched through the, the wave a little bit. And the next wave came, and this guy was like right in the barrel, and I was so excited. I was like, I hadn't seen waves this big and swam in it at the same time uh, ever before. So I was shooting, I was shooting, I got really excited, and I didn't pay attention to where I was, and I drifted in too far. So I got the photo, and then when I went through the next one, I uh, I came up and I looked around, and I was like. Where's everybody? And I heard just like a few people like, like, like whistles. I was like, what the? And I like looked over and nobody was there. And they were all maybe like 100 meters away from me. And I looked up and there was a set coming. And I started swimming out and I was like, oh my God, I'm going to get beaten. I'm going to get beaten. And bear in mind, this wave breaks right beneath about 400, 500 foot cliffs. So it's right at the base, and if you get washed and you don't get out in time, you're going to get beaten across the cliff, or you might get on the other side of the cliff, in which case you have to wait till the swell goes and there's no way back out. Um, you can't get in with helicopters, really. Um, jet skis wouldn't be able to assist you. And I was, like, swimming, and all these things are going through my head. Probably the scariest moment I've had in surfing by a long shot. I was swimming, 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 and I looked up, and this wave was like crest like it was feathering right above me and I dove under the water pulled did one huge pull and tried to reach for like seaweed or rocks or something and I couldn't reach anything and I, I pulled one more time and I was like oh I think I made it because I felt like kind of light and then all of a sudden it was like bam it was like on my back shook me ragdolled me everywhere uh, my housing flew out of my hand and I was like being thrown left right and center and then I came up and I, there was another one right behind it. I just got up, took a breath, and it pounded me. got washed in a little ways. And then this time I, like, I had a leash on my housing, but it was swaying everywhere. I was, like, trying to cover my face, but my arms were going everywhere. And uh, came up, and then I thought, so I thought my leg was, like, caught on seaweed. So I started shaking. I started shaking my leg really hard. And I didn't think properly, but it was actually my fin that was hanging off my ankle. So I, like, kicked my fin off. And I had one fin, I tried swimming out, and luckily, like, one of the jet skis came in and, like, grabbed me in the white water. And uh, otherwise, I would have been washed all the way into the cliffs. 
that was probably the scariest moment I've had. But uh, I got the shot and I got a cover out of it, so it was worth it. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you'll, yeah. have to, uh, you'll have to tell us which shot that is and then we can share it with everybody so uh, yes. they can uh, relate that story properly. You must have uttered some expletives during that, not necessarily out loud, but probably in your head. Um, yeah. What's your favorite swear word? It's not necessarily like a swear word. It's more of like an expression. Uh, I say it with my friends back here when things are just not going your way or they look like they're not going your way. Just say fuck life. Yeah, that's all as far as I'll go on that one. <laughs> nice. So if you could be anything else for a day and you've got a pretty good life as it is, what else would you be? I'd love to like free surf for the living, but it'd be great to be a musician. That'd be cool. That's something. If I if my camera if every camera or piece of camera equipment got taken away from me, I'd probably follow music or something. Who living or dead would you love to photograph? Would I love to photograph? That is really hard uh i don't know probably like my grandfather i never met him he was dead before i was born i believe and uh yeah he owned like half of the mountain that was here in ireland in sligo and yeah i don't know It'd just be cool i've never seen a photograph of him i don't think there are any so that'd be cool we talked about advice to other photographers if you could sum up a piece of advice to anyone starting out in photography or who's gotten a little bit of a rut in their photography, what would it be? Ask yourself the question, what do you like shooting? Like I said earlier, it's like uh, someone said it to me, I don't know, maybe six months ago. He said, if you weren't getting paid at all for what you're shooting, what would you shoot? And they were like, well, so what are you shooting currently? I was like, um, shooting some weddings, shooting some kayaking, shooting some surf, a little bit of adventure, free diving. Um, doing a few like gigs here and there like shooting some music events and yada yada he goes okay well would you shoot weddings if you weren't getting paid I was like no probably not he's like okay would you shoot uh, live events I was like "Uh, maybe he was like yes or no I'm like probably not no he's like okay so would you shoot kayaking I'm like yeah I'd probably shoot kayaking would you shoot all your adventure stuff would you shoot any of it you wouldn't shoot and I was like no I'd probably shoot it all he's like okay well there you go just follow that so I stopped shooting weddings I just any weddings I got asked to shoot I just referred them to someone um, same with the corporate stuff I just passed it on to people and you know all that was great for learning how to deal with people you have to learn to deal with people at weddings you have to be uh, good people managers and yeah, it's the same with the live gigs you have to learn how to be quick. You have to learn to run around, shoot these guys doing what they do, and uh, you also have to have your people management there as well. But um, yeah, I don't know. Once I had all that done and dusted, I guess I feel so much better just following what I like, and that's all I can recommend for anyone else. Just follow what you like shooting. Do you feel a sense of freedom now, having oh, kind of got oh, yeah. rid of that baggage? Yeah, yeah, and no. I do like shooting weddings. Um, like the people you're interacting with are always happy. It's like the, one of the happiest days of their lives. So that's what's good about that. But I just, yeah, I don't know. I would almost prefer to shoot outside or shoot anywhere, like hiking or just like under the water, or anything like that. Um, just a, a little bit more, you know. So I just decided to go down that route. Yeah. And, Weddings have certain traditions and certain aspects of the day that 
are expected to be photographed, and I get the impression with you that you, you not, don't like to live by rules or you don't particularly, <laughs> um, you prefer the freedom, you know, with, with the ocean being one of your, your favourite places and an inspiration to you. That's the sort of impression that I get, that that, mm-hmm. that chance to be able to do whatever you like is a, is a big thing for you. Yeah, especially in the past year or so, because they turned down like what would have been a 60 grand a year job in engineering to literally blow all my money traveling the world and surf and shoot and make money and blow it all again and just do all that. So, and I'm happy doing it. Um, and that's all that really matters to me. I don't care if I make a million bucks. We've loved speaking to you, Christian. Who would you love to hear from in a podcast like this? Someone that's outside of adventure photography, I would like to hear from. I'd love to hear from uh, Neve Bazorgi. That's who I want to hear from. (laughs) He shoots lifestyle and um, portraiture and just amazing images of women. And you have to to see his work to understand it. It's really, really artsy and uh, great city life stuff and amazing light. Uh, Super creative. So, yeah, it'd be great to hear from him. Christian, it's been uh, brilliant chatting to you. And um, we wish you the best of luck in your latest adventures. And uh, stay safe. (laughs) (laughs) thanks I'll try it yeah thank you very much for coming on thanks for having me thanks man we'll uh, hopefully speak to you again one day to make sure you don't miss any more episodes remember to subscribe to Phototypes and if you've enjoyed it so far then please rate and review us and tell someone else about Phototypes if you're a new listener then please do say hello you can find us on Facebook Twitter and Instagram at Phototypes Pod Phototypes is produced and presented by me Matt Bowen our music is by Nick Bentley Soft Piano and Songs for Cash Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.